the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, it's open phone in Friday, so today's show is all about you. That's right. It's all about you today. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then today, open phone in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about is fair game. And then tomorrow is Saturday. We have a special Saturday edition, a weekend edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Every Saturday at 7 p.m. for 30 minutes. So make sure you join in to catch some of the highlights of what's going on uh, throughout the week. Now, if you do want to give me a call, the number is 888-432-7434. That comes right to the Real Talk Studio, triple eight four three bridge For those of you watching me on my Facebook Live page, at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, WAVA 105.1 FM, second in the entire country. On uh, Monday, we've had some good conversation about um, uh, marriage contentment. On Tuesday, we talked about welcoming the stranger. Special guest with us was Matthew Sorens, author of the book, co-author of the book, Welcoming the Stranger. Yeah, uh, Wisdom Wednesday. We talked about the wisdom of relationships and what wisdom do you need in your relationships. And then on Theological Thursday, we talked about the theology of relationships, engaging in community and and in conflict. So we had a uh, chalk full of great conversation all week. And then today, it's all about you. So give me a call. Any question you want to ask me, I can address. I can't answer any question, as you know, but we've got the good book, God's Word. We've got other great listeners, and we've got the power of the Holy Spirit to help guide us along the way. So we're trusting all of that. Uh, I guess all you have to do is trust that if you call, maybe, just maybe, God will have something for you. So uh, we lift this up now in prayer, and then we're going to get going. Lord Jesus, we lift today's show Uh, in prayer to you and ask that you would cover it guide it in the name of jesus we pray together everyone said amen and amen well listen i'm so looking forward to connecting with you the whole hour is yours 
uh, what do you want to ask me? What do you want to talk about? I'm ready to talk with you about whatever's on your heart. We're going to kick the show off in Rockville, Maryland with Marsha, who's on the line. Hey, Marsha, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Anderson. Um, I have a question as far as um, um, I have a suspicion that my my husband has ADHD. Okay. And um, and we have two wonderful children. Um, I I did notice um, his ADHD lately has been getting worse. Okay. In terms of he's not able to focus at work or mm-hmm. um, even with me. Um, I'm doing all the chores at home, so it's been a lot of things that I'm doing by myself. And um, he's in denial. Has he he's gone not to the able do- to? Has he gone to the doctor, Marcia? Uh-huh. Um, not for that issue. He just keeps denying and saying um, nothing wrong with me. Everything is fine. It's it's okay. Then your it. way of perceiving is wrong. Then what I <laughs> yeah. what I would say is okay. You're probably right. Why don't we prove it so we can check that off the list? Uh, when's the last time you had your medical? When's the last time you had your physical? Um, and then just tell mm-hmm. you, tell your doctor. We should all get a physical once a year. You know, I get mine every summer. I got mine coming up in a few weeks. Um, right. we, we should all get a physical anyway. Do you know the last time you got a physical? Yeah, he goes to his doctors regularly. I know that he does. I don't think that necessarily he talks about his ADHD. Right. Well, I would just I would just ask because he may be he may not be, you know, when you self-diagnose, you might not get Mm -hmm. it right. So he may not be ADHD. Mm -hmm. You know, he may just be dealing with uh, anxiety or stress disorder or depression. I mean, you you just never quite know uh, until you have it diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And so instead of trying to guess what he has or label what he has, just say, hey, honey, I know you're off Mm -hmm. a little bit. When I go to my doctor, I'm going to tell them how I'm feeling. I want you to talk to your doctor Mm -hmm. about how you're feeling. And I think just showing that kind of concern uh, will be helpful mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to make him change or push him into the doctor's office. You just got to show right. that, that you're concerned uh, and that he should ask his doctor. And my guess is mm-hmm. the next time he goes to the doctor, he'll ask. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, even even. But, uh, um, thank you so much. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, even encourage him to make an appointment. Say, honey, listen, why don't you make an appointment? Talk to your doctor about this, and if it's nothing, I'll apologize, and we'll figure something else out. But let's check this off the list. Would you be open to doing that? Let's see how he responds, Marsha. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the other thing I was thinking, you know, sometimes he does ask, like, extremely, like, like he's sad one moment, and then he's happy the next yeah. moment. I'm thinking, well, you do have some issues. <laughs> yeah. But you really you, need to check with the, you know, with the doctor. <laughs> yeah, you, that's the best yeah. thing to do. I have a friend who uh, was having <laughs> having focus issues. He just can't focus. And uh, the several doctors mm-hmm. have tried to figure it all out. And then finally he found a doctor to tell him, you're not going to believe this, but this is depression. And so he's like, I can't believe it's depression. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it'd be more like anxiety. But sometimes it's the same coin, just different sides of the coin. And sure enough, that happens to right. be the diagnosis, even though he doesn't feel like it's depression. Uh, that's exactly, I guess, what it what mm-hmm. it was chemically, and it's helped him. So I guess for everybody, it's a bit different, and um, maybe it's mm-hmm. di- different for your husband. But as a wife, what you're trying to do is to cope, you know. And so right. until you get the help that you need, you've got to ask yourself the question, what skills am I going to use to cope with this? Because I'm sure that's why you're calling, Dr. Anderson, how can I deal with this, right? 
Right. I'm having a hard time dealing with it because he's, I'm basically, I feel like I'm a single parent sometimes because exactly. I'm doing all the, have all the load. Exactly. And that's where you're going to have to get out and just maybe uh, have some time to yourself. Um, even, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing a lot, but don't, don't wear it on you. In other words, take an hour a day or two hours a day to do what you want to do, whether it's going walking around the park or whether it's going to the mall or whether it's hanging out mm-hmm. with a girlfriend to have a cup of coffee. You've got to build uh, you time, okay, what we call it me time. Mm-hmm. You've got to build me time into your day and don't feel guilty about the things that don't get done because you're not getting the help you need. So th- there's some things, uh, Marsha, that are just going to have to go undone, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. thank you so much. You're so welcome. God Thanks bless so you. That's uh, Marsha from Rockville. I want to talk to you as well. I'm going to run to my commercial break. My lines are open, so this is the time to get in where you fit in. My number, 888-43-BRIDGE. We can talk about anything. Why? Because it's open phone and Friday. It's all about you. out. If you have mold, mildew, cracks, blistered paint in your walls, or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe, then call Best Buy Waterproofing. Just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook. What is multicultural ministry? How does it affect me? Why is it important? If you want to know the answers to these and many other questions, then the Multicultural Ministry Handbook is a must-read. This story was modeled on the pioneering planting of Bridgeway Community Church, where founding pastor Dr. David Anderson had the vision for a dynamic, diverse, grace-filled place. Authored by a group of folks who've been doing ministry together for many years, this book is a testimony of personal journeys and practical ideas for any church with the desire to do life as God would have us do it. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook, published by InterVarsity Press, can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com or Andersonspeaks.com. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc.
Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly Textpiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Real Talk, and that's me. It's open phone in Friday. What do you want to talk about? My lines are open. It's just uh, all about you today. Whatever topic you want to ask me a question about or deal with, I'm here to serve you. I am the bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. We're here to build a bridge over any kind of divide, relational, racial, religious, or maybe there's some other area you want to uh, discuss. Maybe uh, we can kick it together or hang out together. Uh, Remember, it's all about uh, you today, and as the Lord leads you, right? So, uh, as a pastor, I may have some words of wisdom for you as a uh, as a husband, as a father, um, maybe even as a business person or a not-for-profit leader, whatever it may be, I'm here to try to help you out. I'm a fellow uh, struggler and sojourner with you, and so uh, no perfection over here, but I believe that if we can at least share from our experience, we might be able to help one another. Here's my phone number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, are you single? Uh, At the end of the summer of 2018, I'm going to have a Dr. Anderson's Single Listeners event. So if you want to look and meet some other uh, Christian singles, then all you got to do is email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Just tell me you're interested. That's it. We'll get some information to you when we get it all settled toward the end of the summer. The number again is uh, or the address again is info at andersonspeaks.com and i said if i get 20 people i'll host an event for you and so we've got about 30 people so that's already done i'll mention it just one more time today and that's it for the summer so if you are single and you want to meet some other christian singles anywhere uh in the 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s or 80s never know what god does so we'll just we'll create a field and we'll create an opportunity and an environment we'll have a good time together amber and i'll say a word for you uh, for a few minutes, maybe uh, just let y'all interact as grown-ups and adults. You just never know what God will do. So I've got my staff working on a nice little venue. We pay a nice little cover, whatever it's going to be, and we'll have a good old time hanging out together. But again, the only way to get the information is to email me, info at andersonspeaks.com, and simply say, hey, I'm interested in the singles thing. Send me information when you can. One last appeal, and that's this. Men, I need you. Out of uh, about 30 of you, I bet you 25 are women. So that tells me the women are interested. Men, where are you? If you're a good Christian single dude and you're actually looking for a godly single woman, maybe she'll be at this event. But again, uh, you got to get on the stick and you got to email me. So show me that you can step up and take that leadership even by doing that one step. Email me, info at andersonspeaks.com, and then show up. How's that sound? Pretty good? All right. 888-432-7434. Open phone in Friday. Let's head on to the phone lines. Arlington, Virginia. Carlton is on the line. Hey, hey. Carlton. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Doc? Excellent. What's your comment or question, please? 
Yeah, I just uh, got a, a comment. I was talking to some people at work yesterday about something that, uh, you know, it was uh, it's spiritual, but, you know, we, we I know that everybody that we're around in this world, of course, is not spiritual. So we got into a not a heated conversation, but a very needed conversation. I think it was good for us is that, you know, I, as a believer, I, I look at the landscape of our country uh, particularly, and then I look at how the believer is supposed to impact the world as salt and light. But when this this kind of points to the the thought and really the reactions to the things that President Trump does and doesn't do with his comments. Okay. You know, he you notice that he makes he always has a comment. He always has a comment or makes a comment when it's something relevant to his political platform or as it seems to his own race. Sure. Uh, particularly when you looked at the, the, the NFL players kneeling, he comments on that all the time. But whenever there's a, a, a issue with police officers shooting black men, as we've had several here in the past couple of weeks, right? Uh, he makes no comment at all, just like mm. with Charlottesville. He was basically forced politically to make that statement about Charlottesville, but immediately when it happened, he didn't say anything but the, the white evangelicals, so to speak, uh, leaders and, and sure. believers, they pretty much are the same boat. Is that, you know, mm-hmm. he says that he's the president, let's just pray. No, mm-hmm. you need to address the issue, and the issue is it's injustice yeah. and it's unbiblical because God is a God of justice. Well, a lot of and, people. And I really want to challenge people. Yeah, a lot of people feel the same way you do, Carlton. And uh, do you have a question behind that, or you just kind of want to share what you were thinking on it? Yeah, I just wanted to share it and then put it out there because it needs mm-hmm. it needs to be confronted and addressed because again it seems like the the, the leadership of white churches and, and white people who are believers. Sure. And I'm not saying this every last one of them. Of, of course. course, I'm not saying that. Of course. What I'm saying is it's too it's too it's too often as as it seems that they kind of turn a blind eye or, or they kind of act as if they're oblivious to what we're saying and they go along to get along and it's not sure. that way because. There's a lot of us out here dealing with this, and this is a, a serious issue in our society, as it always been. Well, there's definitely been a lot of, uh, and I, by the way, I appreciate the comment. Thanks for calling. There's a lot of uh, division over, um, you know, the way people have really engaged the whole political Trump world. And uh, if you are a white nationalist or a Russian, you're not going to ha- have many negative things said about you. Um, but anything else, you're not safe, you know. So, but you know that has to be balanced with what I think a lot of people are enjoying right now, whether it's the economy or whether it's uh, the choice for Supreme Court judges or uh, you know whether it's immigration at the border. You've got a lot of people who are very excited about uh, the promises he's made and the things that he's doing. Uh, also, unfortunately, to be blinded to or not give credence to a whole other group of folk who are hurting, upset, feel offended, uh, and and don't feel like it represents the Christianity that they know. So you're going to have this uh, this battle, I think, for the next several years, and so you're going to find people on both sides of the issue. I think one of the ways to build the bridges is to name both sides of it, you know, to say, hey, you've got a group of people who, who are fellow brothers and sisters who are hurting uh, often, often, uh, and hurt often by the, by the same person, that you may lift up as a hero and understand uh, that for you, that person may be a hero, but for somebody else, that person is a zero and is doing nothing but hurting their feelings and their hearts. So uh, I think we need to name both sides and understand that we have people on both sides of the political aisle who are believers, who are sisters and brothers, and need to deal with the difficulty 
of the environment we're currently in right now. By the way, a big shout out to the families that are hurting uh, from the shooting in, in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, just happened uh, yesterday uh, while my show was going on. Basically, uh, a, a gunman went in and started shooting at the Capital Gazette newspaper owned by the Baltimore Sun in Annapolis. Five uh, employees were killed. Two or three were injured. The man was captured. Uh, evidently, he had uh, resentment from 2012. We don't know what triggered his uh, desire to go in and shoot up the place uh, in 2018, but we do pray for uh, the victims' families who are indeed, I'm sure, grieving along with so many others who are infected, affected, influenced, uh, hurt, uh, confused, disillusioned, all by um, what has happened uh, in Annapolis, Maryland. So let's stay in prayer. For Maryland in general, you know, Maryland uh, has been dealing with uh, uh, protests, floods, shootings. Uh, this is where the Church of Jesus Christ in the Baltimore, Washington, and Northern Virginia metropolitan area where we need to lift one another up, lift up pastors in their churches and way people have to respond when these things happen, okay? Let me give you the number, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Hyattsville, Maryland. Talk to Ken, who's on the line. Hey, Ken, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? All right, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today, Mr. Ken? I have a question about Bible interpretation, and I'm just going to use one example. Um, it seems to be a, a issue throughout the Christian world. Um, take, for example, tithing. Yes. Why is it that there's no basic principle for tithing as far as the pulpit's concerned because you've got various churches that say that tithing is not a mandate and others say that it is. Yeah. Um, we got Abraham and Melchizedek in the Old Testament, and that was tithing off of spoils and that income, and there was no mandate about tithing in the New Testament. But my question is, why isn't there isn't why there isn't one straight answer to principles like that why is there so many variations well you're going to find that on many topics i think you got to go with principles right. and not laws right. i think what happens is you got a lot of people who interpret the laws of the old testament uh into the new testament and so what i say is old testament practices become new testament principles so principle right. when you have a principle that means you don't have a jot and tittle uh cross your T's, dot your I, laws. You live by a broader principle. So let's say a principle of modesty. That's the way you might dress or, uh, you know, a, a, you know a, a principle of decency. That's the way you might talk. But it doesn't tell you what words to use, what words not to use, or what skirts to wear and what skirts not to wear. So what principles do is they give you guidelines, but you have freedom to make choices. Well, what happens is I think with biblical interpretation, sometimes people just aren't interpreting it right. To be honest with you, Ken, uh, they're just not interpreting it right or correctly because maybe they don't have the understanding or the schooling. What is the principle? The principle is giving, and uh, God owns it all. But when you talk about tithe, right. when you talk about tithing, it's a very specific thing from the Old Testament. And then there's an interpretation of the New Testament that says, actually, in the New Testament, God owns 100 percent. 
and tithing is no longer the ceiling, meaning the top amount you give. Tithing is now the floor, meaning it's the bottom amount you give. You give 10% just to start, and then you try to give as much more as you can because God owns it all. And then some would say tithing doesn't exist at all. So then the question in the New Testament, and so then the question becomes, becomes, does tithing in the New Testament exist or not? And the way I answer the question is, when the New Testament speakers were talking about giving, tithing was already an understood principle. So it wasn't like God is saying, oh, no more tithing. We don't need that anymore. He was trying to say, this is what happened in the Old Testament. Now let me tell you what's going to happen in the New Testament. Let me take it to the next level. Oftentimes Jesus would say, this is what you heard say, but verily I say unto you, you know, and then he would take it to another level. So he wouldn't like say, for instance, uh, adultery is sin. Then he would go on to say, but I say unto you, even if you lust after a woman, you've committed adultery. So it's not like he's saying dismiss adultery. He's saying, I'm taking it to the next level. And I think that's kind of what tithing is. It was already understood 10%, but he's saying, Pharisees, I say to you, that woman who gave two mites, which is really 100% of her giving, uh, she is, is more in line with the heart of God than you are. Do you understand the difference there? Hey, hey listen, uh, I'm sorry, Ken, I've got to run because I've got this commercial break, but I am coming back in three minutes. Hope you all will give me a call. I've got an open line. Well, two of them right now, 888-432-7434. Mr. Rogers? Yeah. I like you. I like you, my America is falling in love with Mr. Rogers again. Entertainment Weekly raves. It's the movie we need right now. Fred's theology was love your neighbor and love yourself. It was a communication right into their hearts. Mr. Rogers' faith has inspired us all. Thank you for whatever you do to bring joy and faith to our world today. Won't you be my neighbor? Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now in theaters everywhere. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. It's buy one, get one at your neighborhood CVS Pharmacy with thousands of products to discover and hundreds of ways to save. This week, kick off your 4th of July barbecue with hot deals on family-sized Lay's chips, BOGO free, and select sun care like Neutrogena and CVS Health, BOGO 50% off. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details. Visit CVS. 
Interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income? Listen up. Before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar, you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about. This is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money. That's right. Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund and this program are growing like crazy. As a special offer, Apiary Fund is allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just call 800-959-4526 and leave us your email address, and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade Apiary Fund's money and not your own. Call 800-959-4526 and leave your email address on the voicemail. Your free report will be sent right away. 800-959-4526. That's 800-959-4526. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thanks a lot for uh, tuning in, 888-432-7434. It's open phone-in Friday. We're in the second half of the show, and it's so good to be hanging out with you. Today's show is all about you. Whatever question or comment you want to make, so far as the conversation is concerned, I open the platform today for you to kick it with me, hanging out with me as you are traveling somewhere within the uh, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. My number once again is triple eight four three bridge. Uh, before I go back to the phone lines, let me just say to you, if you want to go to Nigeria in West Africa with me, October 17th through the 24th, remember you got to email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. I've been uh, commissioned by the president's office there in Nigeria to bring people back with me to go through the door of return. We will leave where the slaves left from, get on a boat, go out into the ocean, and they'll turn it around, bring us back to shore. We'll get on uh, to the shore, walk through what they have created as the door of return, where we'll be celebrated as kings and queens, all right? It's going to cost $4,400. That is not a lot. Half of it will be due in the middle of July. So if you want more information, if you're interested, I have room for you. This will be the last time you'll hear me talk about it on the air 888-432-7434 and again if you want to go on that trip you got to email me info at andersonspeaks.com and my team will send you the information back to the phone lines we're going to washington dc to talk to tony who is on the line hey tony dr anderson here how you doing today Hey, Dr. Anderson, I'm doing great, alive and grateful. How you doing? <laughs> doing wonderful, my friend, and I'm too alive and grateful. Well, how can I serve you today? Well, I drive Lyft, and um, a lot of times I have good conversations with passengers, and I just had someone who's a Jehovah Witness, and so I was calling to find out what do you think is the best way to witness to Jehovah Witness? Or I'm trying to understand something that they were mentioning, something about 1914, Jesus came to the throne. He's like similar. He's the same as Michael, the archangel. Um, And just wanted to know your viewpoints on where Jehovah Witness are uh, versus uh, just coming through uh, faith through Jesus Christ. So in a nutshell, that's kind of my question, I guess. Yeah. So bottom line, they're very committed people. Uh, but they are deceived because they don't just use the Bible. They also use 
uh, the translation that has been retranslated from the original scriptures uh, to the what is called the New World Translation, which basically puts right. you into a, a situation where they're trying to logically explain everything. Uh, but it's a cult. That's the mm. bottom, that's the bottom line. It's a cult. They don't believe that Jesus is the uh, the deified uh, son of the living God. They don't believe in the triune God. They dismiss the Trinity. Uh, it all started with Charles Taze Russell. If you go all the way back to the origin of of the person that kind of started it all. So at the end of the day, I smile at him. I say, God bless you, move, and I move on. Uh, you, you don't want to get in an argument with them unless you really feel called to uh, study with them, to show them the error of their ways. Uh, you can do that for a long time okay. and become very frustrated. And But I, I will tell you two other things. One is that they prey on, P-R-E-Y, they prey on Christians who don't know the word of God. Because they know that we, uh, they know that uh, uneducated Christians who don't know the Word of God will be fascinated by how well they know the Word of God. So they'll take your Bible and point to you uh, what your Bible says uh, and where they say, they say it's either inconsistent or they will show you their Bible and not tell you. They'll just say it's the same Bible and you start reading and you're like, oh, wow, that makes sense. And so to the logical mind, it begins to make sense. And that's how they get young or unlearned Christians. So I think it's very important to uh, not allow young Christians to be uh, sucked into the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, if you are a learned Christian, you just feel like having a fight and a good battle theologically, then go for it. But I just don't have time to waste with all that. So I, yeah, I, I just I say I, I'll pray for you. I'm not going to spend three hours on a Saturday morning in my house dealing with you. I got too many other things I'm called to. So there you have it. Hallelujah. So, Amen. Does that does that explain it to you from my perspective there, Tony? Hey. Yes, indeed. All yes, right, indeed. <laughs> hey, well, listen, thanks for hanging out with bless me. You. Appreciate you, man. Hey, listen, I'm going to run to my commercial break. When I get back, Beverly and Harry and uh, Kenitha, Kenithia, I'm coming to you. I still have one or two open lines. If you want one, now's the time. I'm telling you, don't wait till the end. Start dialing. 888 Bridge. I feel like new sunglasses, like a brand new pair of jeans. I feel like taking chances. I feel a lot like 17. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sevla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188.
Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Okay. They're outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law, and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? I'm so glad you're hanging out with me. It's open phone-in Friday. Anything you want to talk about is fair game. Just ask me a question. Let's go from there. My number is 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Silver Spring, Maryland, and talk to Beverly, who's on the line. Hey, Beverly, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? So your previous um, caller asked about tithing, and your response perked my interest in something else. Hmm. I have a close friend who's a Seventh-day Adventist, and we always have this conversation about the Sabbath. Uh-huh. And your um, comment, I guess, about the fact that the tithing was the same in the New Testament as in the Old Testament. Yeah leads me to have the question about the Sabbath, because yeah. I go to Sundays, you know, church and Sunday Sunday school, and she feels very strongly that that is breaking the commandment. Yeah, it's the same thing. Of God. They've carried the uh, Old Testament into the New Testament without the right uh, interpretation, or let me just say, uh, it's right to them, okay? And so what they might say is, it's built into creation. God said, keep the Sabbath day, make it holy. And or keep you know observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy. So therefore, uh, just because times change, and calendars change, it doesn't mean that uh, uh, we should not be uh, worshiping God on Saturdays. Okay, so that's their view. Now, what uh, some of them don't understand is a couple of things. First of all, in the New Testament, all of the Ten, Ten Commandments are repeated by the Lord and by the New, by the uh, New Testament writers, with the exception of one of them. Which one is it? It's the Sabbath day. In fact, it's the very mm. it's the very thing that the disciples and Jesus were uh, uh, criticized for because he healed on the Sabbath day. So then, what is God trying to say? Well, He's trying to teach us that Jesus is the fulfillment of and the Lord of the Sabbath. That's exactly what the Scripture says in the New Testament that He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, so we get, we get that. Now, that's just one thing. Then you get to Colossians 2, verse 16, 
where it actually names it. It says, don't let anyone judge you because of the Sabbath day. It actually says that, uh, Beverly. That's Colossians 2.16. And, and it goes on to tell us why. As you continue to read it, it tells us why. It says, because Jesus came. All that was a shadow of him to come. He is our Sabbath rest. So we now find our Sabbath in Jesus. But still then the question becomes, should we keep the Sabbath? Of course. Why? Because the principle, not the practice, but the principle. Remember my statement, Old Testament to the other caller, Old Testament practices equal New Testament principle. So what's the principle? Rest. We ought to rest. And specifically, we spiritually rest in Jesus, but also physically, we ought to rest one day a week. Now, think about in America, we work five days and try to rest two, living for the weekend. But actually, if you wanted to follow the pattern of the Lord, you, you, you work six days and you rest one. So we shouldn't cry about working too much. Now, having said that, <laughs> having said that, then the next question of those who may say you have to worship on the Sabbath is why would you move it to Sunday? Well, again, you got to look at the scripture in the New Testament. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, we see that Paul instructs the church in Corinth to bring their offerings on Sunday morning. He calls it the first day of the week. So we see that the New Testament church under Paul was meeting on the first day of the week. Why? Well, we know why, don't we? Because Jesus was crucified, and then he was buried, and then what day did he rise again? Well, he rose again on the first day of the week, or, you know, he rose on the third day, which was the first day of the week. And so the New Testament church is now worshiping on Sundays because of the power of the resurrection. So that's pretty beautiful when you start thinking about the whole picture, right? Yes, it is. So, and that's always been my understanding, and you just confirmed it. Yeah, well, there you, there you have it. But, again, it's not something to argue over because we ought to worship him every day. So I'm like, look, you want to worship on Saturday? Great. Then, right. then come on Sunday, worship with me. I'll go worship with you on Saturday. I, I, <laughs> I really don't care. We can worship on Wednesdays or Friday. What day you want to worship? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You got it, Miss Beverly. Blessings to you. You know, we start denominations and fight over uh, so many different theological beliefs. I do believe that it's great to have these debates, but at the end of the day, don't even fight over it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, major on the majors, minor on the minors, whether it's tithing, whether it's Sabbath day, whether it's wine or or no alcohol, or you got a whole group of people who are like, you know, the alcohol back in that day when Jesus turned water into wine was only 4%. Okay, fine. You want to go do all the science of the exact percentage of what it was, and then you're going to limit yourself to, I can only have a beer if it's 4%. Listen, I'm not here to argue whether you can have a beer or wine or not. It's just not an issue. Whether you want to eat meat or not, whether you want to, you know, we can talk about that all day long. The problem is we divide over it. And that's why I try to teach us through my example, but also just through the robust debate we have, is let's take the issues where we divide over them and have a conversation. Because comprehension begins with what? Conversation. There you have it. All right, let's go to Waldorf, Maryland, and talk to Harry, who's on the line. Hey, Harry, it's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling. Me? Yeah, I can hear you. What are you thinking today? I just got a testimony for people that lost loved ones. Okay. Um, 
my first wife, my first wife I was married to for 30 years. She had three open heart surgeries. The last open heart surgery she had, she was paralyzed from the chest down. Mm-hmm. Well, she got her salvation on her third open heart surgery when she woke up. Oh, my goodness. I had my salvation since 2003. Mm. But what had happened is after she had passed, I sit there and I'd go to bed at night and I would pray to God, let me know she's okay. Mm. And I had a dream one night that she was up dancing, laughing, carrying on. And I said, thank you, Jesus. That's all I need. Wow. Look at that. Wow. Well, I tell you what, uh, God gave you not only a confirmation, but encouragement in your spirit to know that you were hanging on for the right time in the right moment. Isn't that right, Harry? Amen. God bless you. Thanks for sharing your testimony. I appreciate it. Okay. And I, and I do want to thank God for my second wife because she's been a blessing to me too. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. You got even a second chance at it. God is good, isn't he, Harry? Yes, indeed. And mm. I'm going to take advantage of it. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for hanging with me. All right, let's keep moving here. Uh, we've got uh, Charles on the line in Fredericksburg, Virginia, so let's go there. Hey, Charles, Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Dr. Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Hey, uh, doing... Yeah, man, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm glad you opened the line up to me, man. I've been struggling with this thing. Man, I'm going to tell you for real, and I hate to say it like this, but I can't stand Jesus, man. I nothing mm. about him, mm. Christianity, and none of that. And I got a couple questions for you. Okay. I'm going to let you talk. Sure. All right. One, my first question is if you could give me a scripture that allows a woman to preach from the pulpit to the congregation, um, because I want to find a woman in the Bible where she preached to the people. And my second question is, um, no place on earth that I know of where any religion created peace. And I heard you talk about the Jehovah Witness, and, I mean, I study all the religions and the Flavians, and, I mean, I go all the way, you know, back to where the letter J was 400 years old, and I'm talking about, but since I let religion go five years ago, yeah. and I study the Bible every single day, yeah. but I, I call myself a liberator. I study to free people. My life has been so much better, and I'm at peace with myself. Now I'm a human being, yeah. and I don't see color or none of that. I don't love my enemy. If you kill one of my kids, I'm going to come after you. You know what I'm saying? So once I let religion, religion taught me to anything, in order for me to make it work for me, I had to use my imagination against sure. my five senses. Sure. To think that a man walks on water and all that stuff. So What's my that? main thing, though, I'd like for you to tell me, if you could give me a scripture sure. where a woman has the authority to preach over to the church. That sounds like a big. And I'm gonna be quiet and let you talk. That's all right. It sounds like a big question and a whole lot of stuff. I wish I had more time. Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I gotta go to my break because it's gonna happen whether I want to or not. And when I come back, I want you to listen on the air. Unless you would just, well, you know, listen on the air because when I come back, I've got to try to condense my conversation really, really quickly so I can at least okay. get you what you're okay. looking for. Thanks for listening to my show. I want you to keep listening, man, and I hope that you know you like me. And uh, you know what? I think you're going to love the Lord one day. I really do. But I'll be right back.
Today, more than ever, it is imperative to offer your child a Christian education. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory now and forever. Amen. At First Baptist School of Laurel, this verse rings true in all that they do. Education is a partnership between the parents, students, teachers, and faculty. Let FBSL collaborate with you and provide your child with the best education and peace of mind found in a Christian learning environment. FBSL offers a rigorous Bible-based curriculum, competitive tuition, before and after care, and a summer camp program, all in a safe environment with a loving Christ-like faculty. First Baptist School of Laurel is a Maryland state-approved non-public school. First Baptist School of Laurel prides itself on its small class sizes and offers classes that range from preschool 3 to the 8th grade. If this is what you are looking for in a school and would like more information or to begin the enrollment process, call 301-490-1076 or fbslaurel.com. Mr. Rogers? Yeah. I like you. I like you, my dear. America is falling in love with Mr. Rogers again. Entertainment Weekly raves. It's the movie we need right now. French theology was love your neighbor and love yourself. It was a communication right into their hearts. Mr. Rogers' faith has inspired us all. Thank you for whatever you do to bring joy and faith to our world today. Please. Won't you be my neighbor? Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now in theaters everywhere. Actor portrayal of a patient testimonial. A few years ago, I started noticing how quick my legs got tired, sore, and heavy feeling. I'm over 40, so I figured par for the course, right? But then my doctor told me about vein disease. Vein disease is more commonly recognized as those naughty, bulging varicose or spider veins. But you can still have it and not see the obvious signs. In fact, vein disease is typically undiagnosed and can be debilitating if left untreated. So I went to the specialist at Vein Clinics of America for a free evaluation. They've been successfully treating vein disease for over 35 years. One easy test and they can tell you definitely whether you have it or don't. I did. Treatments were minimally invasive. It was covered by my insurance. And now my ugly varicose and spider veins are gone. Thanks to Vein Clinics of America, my legs feel years younger. And I'm able to wear shorts and skirts again. So call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-303-4141. That's 800-303-4141. 800-303-4141. In our high-tech, rapid-pace age, how encouraging to know that Jesus, our shepherd, leads us with his tender, familiar voice. That's Chuck Swindoll encouraging us daily. But what if his voice was silenced? Insight for Living faces a financial challenge that could impact your ability to hear Chuck. But you can give back to the man in the ministry that have encouraged you for years by logging on to insight.org or call 800-772-8888. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. andersonspeaks.com. And, of course, you can always uh, go to my website, 
at andersonspeaks.com, embracegracism.com, and you can watch me, of course, on uh, Facebook. Uh, at Anderson Speaks is my handle for all uh, of my social media. And can I just say uh, thank you for your donations, your prayers, and thanks for hanging out with me every day at this time. Now, I want to get back to Charles. I know I only got a couple minutes left. So, Charles, a couple of things. We've been talking about Bible interpretation anyway. Uh, and so I think when you look at the New Testament, you've got to look at how it comes out of the Old Testament and what the role of women has been throughout the whole uh, sort of arc of history. And women did not have the authority to teach or to preach, period. They weren't even uh, allowed to, uh, into the uh, you know, a synagogue without their husband, and they had to be quiet. If they had a question, they had to ask them the question at home. And so that was the culture. Uh, but we see something happen when the first century church is inaugurated or when it starts, and that's in Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit comes and he starts the church, uh, you can see the prophecy of Joel chapter 2, coming into light and you can read that in Joel 2 verse 28 through 32 where it, it prophesied what would happen uh, in Acts chapter 2 so now we're in Acts chapter 2 and it says in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all your sons and your daughters will prophesy that means to preach they will to tell the future that's Old Testament prophecy New Testament prophecy is to tell the truth of what is to come and it says even on my servants both men and women. So it says your sons and your daughters will prophesy, both men and women, uh, I will pour my spirit out on. And so I believe that what God is doing is he's showing us that in the last days, that's these days, that women and men will prophesy, will preach, and will uh, at the same time receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So there's my short answer for that. There's more to it, much more, but that's all I can get into now because I want to deal with the last thing you were saying you said you can't stand Jesus and you are a liberator. Well, Jesus says if, uh, you know, um, the truth will set you free and that he is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. I wouldn't say follow religion. I'd say have a relationship with Jesus. And as you pray to Jesus and as you read the scriptures and talk to Jesus, allow Jesus to talk to you. Be open to Jesus and see what Jesus will do for you. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talk talking about women preachers or man preachers. I'm talking about since you're reading the scriptures every day, just read the red letters of the New Testament if you have a Bible that shows the red letters because those are Jesus's words. And just try to have a relationship with Jesus. He will show himself to you. So you will get to a point where you won't be like, I can't stand Jesus. You'll be like, I can't stand life without him because he will be your comforter. He will be your guide. He will be your savior. And he will liberate you in ways that you can't be liberated now. Because to say, when my enemies come, I'm going to kill them back. That's not liberty. That's bondage. There will be a time when Jesus Christ will be able to liberate you to the degree that you will be able to love people beyond what your flesh would ever be able to do. So I hope you can take that word, tie that in to your thinking as well, Charles. And I'm just so glad that you're listening to me. And I pray that God would give you the power of his spirit to think differently as well. Hey, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the opportunity you've given us to have robust conversation all week long. Pray for tomorrow's show. Pray for Sunday's worship. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, help your children. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.